Episode 99, Faith, Hope and Love, the 10th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year B. Hi, I'm Paul Kelly. Today in the Gospel, we hear about God's love for us. True love always involves compassion, mercy and forgiveness. But only when we see the absolute and unconditional love of God do we begin to understand how love rushes to help and to heal, even in situations when we have no one else to blame for our own predicament than ourselves. This is Faith, Hope and Love. and my salvation whom shall I fear the Lord is the stronghold of my life whom should I dread when those who do evil draw near they stumble and fall in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Amen grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ Hello everyone, welcome as we gather together for this 10th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year B. Brothers and sisters, as we come together as God's family, let's pause and reflect on our sins so as to prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. Lord Jesus, you have revealed yourself as the way to the Father. Lord, have mercy. You have poured out on your people the Spirit of Truth. Christ, have mercy. You are the Good Shepherd, leading us to eternal life. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good Sins of the world, receive.
receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Let us pray. O God, from whom all good things come, grant that we who call on you in our need may at your prompting discern what is right and by your guidance do it. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis, chapter 3, verses 8 to 15. After the woman and the man had eaten from the tree, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. God said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit from the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent tricked me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you among all animals, and among all wild creatures. Upon your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. The Word of the Lord With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord, Lord, hear my voice. O let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleading. If you, O Lord, should mark our guilt, Lord, who would survive? But with you is found forgiveness, for this we revere you. My soul is waiting for the Lord, I count on his word. My soul is longing for the Lord, more than watchman for daybreak. Because with the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption, Israel indeed he will redeem from all its iniquity. With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. 
chapter 4 verses 13 to chapter 5 verse 1. Brothers and sisters, just as we have the same spirit of faith that is in accordance with Scripture, I believe and so I spoke, we also believe and so we speak, because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and will bring us with you into his presence. Yes, everything is for your sake so that grace as it extends to more and more people may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart, even though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure, because we look not at what can be seen, but at what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternal. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia Alleluia. The prince of this world will now be cast out, and when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all to myself, says the Lord. Alleluia. 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 The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Chapter 3, verses 20 to 35. Jesus went home, and the crowd came together again, so that they could not even eat. When his family heard it, they went out to restrain him, for people were saying, He has gone out of his mind. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, He has Beelzebul, and by the ruler of the demons he casts out demons. And Jesus called them to him and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but his end has come. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his property without first tying up the strong man. Then indeed the house can be plundered. Truly I tell you, people will be forgiven for their sins and whatever blasphemies they utter, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit can never have forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For they had said, He has an unclean spirit. Then his mother and brothers came, and standing outside they sent to him and called him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers and sisters are outside, asking for you. And Jesus replied, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking at those who sat around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother.
the Gospel of the Lord. The first reading from Genesis gives a beautiful picture of God's love for us. Even when humanity sins, God does not abandon us, but continues to call us back to original innocence. It's a superb image of our loving God who created us from dust. This image of God walking in the garden in the cool of the evening and looking for his beloved children, created by his own hand, and they're hiding away in shame. And God asks, why were you hiding from me? And Adam replies, we were hiding away in shame for we were naked. God replies with such beautiful, innocent love, who told you this? Who has put this way of thinking into your heads? Isn't that a wonderful sign that God loves us? And this reading reminds us that God comes to our help in times of need. And even more wonderfully, God doesn't just give compassion and assistance to those who are in difficulties at the hands of others' wrongdoing. But we can see time and time again, God even comes to our aid in compassion and love when we are in the mess due to our own foolishness, pride and folly. God's love and God's ways of seeing go far beyond our limited human concept of the world. In a world where those who are trapped by actions of their own doing and who have only themselves to blame for the pickle they find themselves in, they're often left unaided because they have brought the harm on themselves. It's such a message of hope and unconditional love to know that our God cares about us even when we've sinned, even when we've made mistakes, God feels compassion. God feels sorry for us and reaches out to help us, even when we know we are the architects of our own downfall. God lovingly invites us to deepen our compassion and love and respond gently and lovingly, even to those whose need is caused by their own willfulness and poor choices, their own fault. We too can be tempted to hide in shame from our God whenever we are aware of our own faults, only appearing again when we think we've hidden out the signs of our failings. But God asks us, Why are you hiding? Who told you that there are things that can be hidden from me, the one who created you and loves you? God's mercy and love and grace inspires us to turn time and time again to God for help and to give grateful thanks to God always. For the more grace we receive, the more thanksgiving we must give to God. In the Gospel, our Lord reminds his followers that a house divided against itself cannot stand. So an essential element of our membership of God's family is unity and harmony. It's not any part of God's kingdom to have factions, quarrels and jealousy. But instead, we're called to be united in one heart and mind, and kind, compassionate and loving towards each other. As the offering prayer says today in this liturgy, may our service, may everything we do and all we offer, lead to a growth in charity. That is, may our actions lead to increasing our love. As the writer Harold Kushner says, his grandfather had virtually an unofficial doctorate in practical theology because, though he was down to earth and a labourer by trade, who never attended any university, his actions showed a profound insight. 
everything he did shone with the knowledge that everything he ate and the way he treated people, all of this mattered very much to God who loved him and loved everyone. So his growth in charity and compassion grew daily and reached out to others in his everyday life. It is a shocking incident in this gospel this weekend. Jesus is teaching the good news. He's the loving and visible expression of God's kindness, mercy and love. And yet his enemies reject him. They try to discredit him and disgrace him. They distort his message of life and turn it into a message of death. It's a sad situation when the world has got its values so turned upside down that good is named as bad and bad things are called good. But that was what they were saying. They accused Jesus of working with the evil one, even though Jesus represented everything that was opposed to evil. What a grave insult. Our Lord warns them, if you do not accept Jesus as working for the kingdom of God, then there can be no penitence, no repentance, and no forgiveness because they do not believe in the one who came to lead us out of this mess that we're in. It's a sobering message. We must be wary of labels that people attach to others to try and neutralise their good works. If we feel threatened by someone, we can call them a name or try and discredit them rather than face the truth. Calling someone crazy, labelling them as bad or motivated by malice, These are techniques to destroy the credibility of people who are only acting for the good. In this day and age of fake news, as it's called, where accusations and labels flow thick and fast from every direction and often without much or any substance to the claims, we should be more wary and alert than ever. We ought to be extremely slow to swallow claims made even when shrouded in fake authority. Just because people labelled Christ a madman and in league with demons certainly and obviously did not make it true, it still was false. The fact that some people believed these claims about Christ also did not make it true. In fact, the claims could not be more false and blasphemous. It reminds me of a favourite saying I have. To a friend, no explanation is necessary. To an enemy, no explanation will be sufficient. When we hear claims that discredit or disgrace others, we can tell ourselves the truth. I've only heard one side of the story. It does not make what is said true. And we can also admit that we may not be entitled to have the other side, as it is often not our place to adjudicate. We too must be on our guard against applying false labels to others, or being any part of spreading wrong assertions about others or accepting as true such claims by others. The Gospel warns us that it undermines the good of the Kingdom. Christ is the truth, and he calls us to seek the truth always and everywhere. Just as God asked Adam and Eve, Who told you these things? Our Lord in the Gospel is virtually asking of his people, Who has poisoned your minds with such lies? Have you made room in your hearts to see bad where there's only good? and good with is clearly bad? This is still wise advice for us today. One final insight. I've never realised it before, but we're told that people were saying Christ in the Gospel had gone out of his mind, and so his family had come to take charge of him. 
This seems astounding. True, his relatives thought they were trying to help him. His enemies had labelled him and they were trying to thoroughly disgrace and discredit him. The danger was real and this could lead to him being executed. The family thought they were doing good by having him declared mentally unwell, as this would be a defence against blasphemy. That is, he did not know what he was saying or doing, and so could not be held legally responsible for his actions. They were trying to save his life. But Christ will have nothing of this. He knows the risk of death, and he willingly accepts it. He will not save himself by legal claims of unsound mind. His purpose is not to avoid death, but to face the truth. He is completely in his right mind, and will not allow anyone to say otherwise. So he replies, Who are my family? Anyone who hears my words and does them. We are indeed Christ's family when we do as he commands. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Evil in its many forms, subtle or obvious, can overwhelm us. So let us ask God to show goodness to us as we pray. For the Church, that we may strive to live in relevant ways to the call of the Gospel. Lord, hear us. For all nations of the world, that they may seek the path of unity rather than division. Lord, hear us. For the physically weak, that they may not lose hope that while the body gradually declines, the inner person will be renewed at the promise of the Lord. And we ask for healing, strength and peace for all those who are suffering. Lord, hear us. For those who have no home or shelter, that they may be given practical and gracious assistance and provided with an earthly dwelling. Lord, hear us. For those who have died, that they may live in the security and peace of heaven, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God, you are goodness itself. Overcome our weakness and raise us with Jesus to live eternally by your side. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Look kindly upon our service, O Lord, we pray, that what we offer may be an acceptable oblation to you, and lead us to grow in charity. 
Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For through his paschal mystery he accomplished the marvellous deed by which he has freed us from the yoke of sin and death, summoning us to the glory of being now called a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for your own possession, to proclaim everywhere your mighty works, for you have called us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God in him. Let us pray. May your healing work, O Lord, free us, we pray, from doing evil, and lead us to what is right. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. Texts used in this program are for the purpose of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. Prayers and chants are taken from the English translation of the Roman Missal, edition 3, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy, ICEL. 
Scriptures are from the New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989, by the National Council of Churches of Christ, USA. Adaptations to conform with Catholic liturgical norms, copyright 2009, by the same. Selected Psalms are taken from The Psalms, a new translation, copyright 1963, The Grail, England, published by Collins. Prayers of the Faithful are adapted from Robert Borg's Together We Pray in 1993, published in Sydney by E.J. Dwyer. Mass in honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, published 2011, composed and sung by Geoffrey M. Ostrovsky, featuring the Gloria. See www.ccwatershed.org forward slash Charbonnel C-H-A-B-A-N-E-L forward slash Copyright 2018 Corpus Christi Watershed Faith, Hope and Love theme hymn Words based on 1 Corinthians 13 1-13 and set to original music Copyright 1996 by Paul W. Kelly For more details please visit homilycatholic.blogspot.com.au Contact us at paulwkelly68 at gmail.com. Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. May God bless and keep you.